0: Welcome to this week's End of Day's Update, coming to you from Tulsa, Oklahoma. We had such a great time this last weekend in Rochester, Minnesota, Mercy Hill Church. Folks were so hungry. Uh, Good to be back in Tulsa, and if you're anywhere near Tulsa this weekend... We'll be speaking at Fire for the Nations at World Outreach. That's such a big missions conference, really over the top every single year. We'll be there Sunday night speaking and attending all the other days. It'll be a great conference if you can come join us. So we're coming to you every week to look at the different things that point to the coming of the Lord, Uh, specifically the Ezekiel 38 war because, you know, the rapture is signless. Second coming has tons of signs. I mean, think about it. For every one verse there is about the first coming of the Lord, eight times more about the second coming. Paul talked about the baptism 12 times, coming of the Lord 52 times. So it's the theme of the book. He died, God raised Jesus from the dead, and he's coming back. So we look at uh, the, the literally the setup of nations. In the last three or four weeks specifically, there have been alliances that have been bold right in front of us uh, that'll basically connect the dots for the Ezekiel 38 war. It's almost like weird that you're even seeing that because you think they would keep things hidden, but things aren't even hidden anymore. I mean, China basically said, if, you, if our senator's come to Taiwan. We're going to start war. They warned of war this last week. Well, our senators went there today, so nothing happened. Uh, But I mean, just the things that they had, Chinese fighter planes buzzing all over Taiwan. Uh, You had uh, cyber attacks on the president of Taiwan. So crazy stuff there. But what's even wilder is, is probably the stuff with Iran and Israel. I mean, Iran, remember we talked about how last week Putin and got together with Iran's president and Turkey's president. Uh, that alliance right there is the alliance for the Ezekiel 38 war. So I didn't even talk about it last week. I forgot uh, Israeli Mossad got caught planting a n- bomb at one of uh, Iran's nuclear facilities. Now, why would they do that? Because Iran, Iran publicly came out and said, we have enough uh, weapons-grade uranium plutonium for a nuclear weapon. And even even said it last week. Uh, Ehud Barak, the old prime minister, said, oh, we're okay with a a nuclear Iran. It's absolutely crazy. Because they publicly came out and said they will make New York City a hellish uh, ruins. And it's like, why? Why? Because we started putting more sanctions on their oil because they've been swapping oil from an Iranian ship to an Iraqi ship basically to circumvent the sanctions so they could keep having money. Well, America's gone in and placed sanctions on those. So Iran said, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to blow up uh, New York City. I mean, think about a nation... uh, literally threatening another nation with one of their major cities. So absolutely insane there. Uh, it just kind of freaks me out that the verbiage can be that wild and other nations don't come and say, hey, you can't talk like that now. But with that, you have you know Iran's been building up such a big naval presence in the Red Sea. You had the United States and Israel do drills in the Red Sea. They had some Israeli missile uh, uh uh, cruisers there with several different levels of missiles. And America had part of their uh, uh, nuclear pack there. Along with that, I forgot to say, Ronald Reagan's group, a carrier group, got sent over to China. So you got skirmishes in Asia, skirmishes with with Iran. I mean, uh, Iran came out saying, okay, we want to go back to the drawing board and try to have a nuclear deal. As they said that, they announced that they added more centrifuges to Fordow, which is completely nuts. I mean, you're in the middle of saying we want to to cut back our nuclear weaponry. We're accelerating more centrifuges. So everything is set up for what's going to happen just before the Lord comes back. So you're watching all the little things. There's so many things that I don't have time to get into, but I mean, you had 5,500 earthquakes in Iceland. You've got Las Vegas and New Mexico looks like they'll run out of, of drinking water in about the next 50 days. You've got Russia pulling gas away from Germany. Germany's talked about they don't know how they're going to be able to handle the winter with Russian gas being pulled away. You have a drone strike in Russia on the on the Black Sea. That was a drone that came from the middle of nowhere. No even knows where it came from. You have skirmishes on the Temple Mount. There was a real big concern the next week about the Temple Mount how uh, literally all kinds of war could break out right there in the old city. So In every position, you have what the Bible said you'd see just before the Lord comes. Stuff with China, with the East, stuff with Russia, stuff with Turkey. And so then this Friday, Turkey's president is going over to Russia to meet with Putin. He's the first leader of a a country that's a NATO country to meet with Putin inside Russia after they invaded the Ukraine. And what's he going to talk about? He wants to invade the northern part of Syria. So I mean, and to publicly say that, used used to leaders would go, we're going to, they'll just do it. Now they go, oh, we're getting ready to invade the northern part of Syria, so we want to get the okay from Russia. I mean, the 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 way the the alliances are right now are identical to what the Bible said you see just before the coming of the Lord. So what does that tell us? That tells us that Jesus is coming so soon. So very very exciting. I think in the days ahead we'll see more manifestations of that. But you've got Hezbollah on the northern part. Part of Israel literally threatening to invade Israel. you got Iran down in the Red Sea, basically Israel's pretty much surrounded with Hezbollah trying to fight off uh, the, the oil rigs in, in the Mediterranean. So you got one instance after another of pressure putting on Israel because Jesus is just about to come. So how exciting. So what do we do? We always go back to the scriptures. There's much more stuff going on that is so complex, especially the, the political scene of things. But we we'll always go back to the word. The word never changes. Number one, Israel made a nation. Number two, Jerusalem went back. Jesus said the generation that sees those two events won't pass away till also fulfilled. But then you have the revival of the Roman Empire. You've got the fertility of the land of Israel. You've got literally uh, the amazing thing of 172 different species of predatory birds show up. You had foxes show up on the Temple Mount. You had fish show up in the Dead Sea. I mean, that's uh, radical. And then you had the Dead Sea turn blood red, right where Sodom and Gomorrah was, on the Day of Atonement. I mean, that's just the craziest. You had the ritual baths around the Temple Mount fill up with water. Little event after little event after little event happening all over and uh, with the revival of the Roman Empire you got their their capital building in Strasbourg is not similar to the Tower of Babel. It's identical to the Tower of Babel. Ethiopian Jews brought back, 18,000 airlifted because God said he would do this just before the coming of the Messiah. And then you had Russia rebuild the archway for Baal worship uh, in Palmyra. That's right where the Tower of Babel was. And so uh, that, why is that a big deal? The Talmud said that's the last sign you'll see just before the Messiah comes. So then the Sanhedrin has been getting the secretions ready for the red scarlet, for the red heifer. Uh, absolutely amazing. Remember the, the secretion was red. Though your sins be uh, scarlet then they'll be white as snow. The, the, the secretion turns white after three days. Absolutely amazing. Get the Sanhedrin get the oil of anointing ready because uh, they're supposed to anoint the most holy right there at the second coming. So all these little bits and pieces are pretty dramatic about the coming of the Lord. I mean, men will be lovers themselves with selfie sticks. Uh, wouldn't ever think we'd have a time where I'll take a few more photographs of myself. How crazy is that? So sign after sign, after sign, after sign. I mean, Rabbi Iqsach Kaduri prophesying about Israel being ruled by two Benjamins. That was prophesied about 15 years ago. It came to pass last year. So little bitty prophecies that are a big deal. The Pope, I mean, Bishop Malachi, seeing what Pope would be on the earth, all the coming of the Lord, he got 114 out of 114. The History Channel said that's statistically impossible. Only a God can do that. So how blessed are we that that God's our dad? So we get into all this stuff because he loves you so much. He wants you encouraged. He wants you strengthened. He wants you happy. He wants you hopeful. He wants you to accelerate. All this is about an acceleration mentality. Oftentimes people go, well, that's an escapism. No, when you see the finish line, you run faster. All these things point to Jesus it's just about to come. So when the Lord said these things, He said, lift up your heads. When you see these things, lift up your heads. Your redemption draws nigh, indicating He doesn't want you downtrodden. He wants you full of joy, full of expectancy. You're about to see the King. So how amazing is that? you got signs and you got signals. you had blood red moons on Passover and Tabernacles. Several years ago, you had four in a row on Passover and Tabernacles. NASA calls it a tetrad. When's the last time you had four in a row on Passover and and Tabernacles? 1967 when Jerusalem was won back. 1948 when Israel was made a nation. 1492 at the Edict of Expulsion when the Jews were kicked out of Spain. So you have significant dates with God dealing with Israel. And then after that, man, you had the Bethlehem star. That's the coolest thing. You had Jupiter, Regulus, Venus come together. At the birth of Jesus, the constellation was Virgo. I love it. I've talked about it lately, how Regal had retrograde motion. It looks like it's going backwards, but it's retrograde motion formed a crown over Jupiter. It crowns Jupiter, a king planet. Why? The king has come. And he died for us. God raised him from the dead. But the king's just about to come back. You talk about protocol. You talk about opulence. You talk about amazing, where the, the stars will fold back. The heavens will not give its light anymore. At the entrance of Jesus of Nazareth to the earth, we'll be right there with him on white horses. Wow. We get raptured. We get caught up and go with him in the sky. We're there for seven years for the marriage supper of the Lamb. And the... Uh, uh, and the judgment seat of christ and then we come back at the second coming on white horses i've never flown on a horse but i'm open for it praise the lord so we have great things ahead and the raptures is not an ending it's the beginning we're tasting of the powers of the world to come we've got a thousand years where we'll be functioning and things we're functioning in now but in glorified bodies so wonderful wonderful things ahead. Colleen and I want to thank you for all your support and all your prayers. Uh, we want to get the message out. Aren't you blessed that we can all tell how close we are to seeing the King? Let that expectancy and excitement give you fuel to be a soul winner, to live right, do the will of God, and with great joy you look into His face knowing that you uh, accelerated and did what you were called to do right before the coming of the Lord. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next Wednesday.